Well, welcome to welcome to Trek to the Holiday. Yeah, welcome. I'm Jan. I'm Darius. Oh. I'm Dylan, and I'm Dylan. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I didn't know if we were going or not. <laughs> On Trek to the Holodeck, uh, all three of us are trying to find and rank the best Holodeck episodes in all of Star Trek. Because everybody yeah. loves Holodeck episodes of Star Trek. Everyone loves They're them. The, uh, this is a t- I'm not going to get into that. But uh, And you might be asking yourself if you've never watched a Star Trek episode, like, what is a holodeck? Uh, it's kind of like a, a VR machine, but it's like a VR room. So you don't have to put a headset on. You just go in there and, like, doot, And, like, <clears throat> you can go wherever you want or watch whatever holo novel that you desire. So yeah. we created like this awesome rating system called the Drask system, and that's how we vote. And that's how we determine, you know, objectively what makes the best holodeck episode versus the worst holodeck episode, and that covers the entire spectrum. Episodes where, yeah. you know, a guy just like is he's in charge of changing the light bulbs in a holodeck, and then that's all you see. <laughs> to you know, like the entire fucking thing, the entire episode takes place on holodeck. We're doing the whole spectrum. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, the Drask system is uh, dialogue, romance, action, suspense, stakes, and camp. And I did that out of order, but switch a C and an S and you've got Drasks. <laughs> it's foolproof. Absolutely foolproof. Yeah. Hasn't bit us in the butt yet. Not once. Not once. Um, and the episode that we watched today is called uh, Blood Oath. It's episode 38 of Deep Space Nine. It aired March 27th, 1994, uh, and it was written by Peter Allen Fields, who wrote TNG's Inner Light, and a story credit uh, for In the Pale Moonlight of DS9. Yeah. So if you haven't watched the episode yet and you're listening to this, we recommend to pause it, go watch the episode, and then come back. But if you're not Mm going to do that, that's fine too, because we're going to do it a little bit of a uh, recap, so a little baby one. So a little baby one. Without much further ado, let's track to the, the holiday. Believe these simulations to be this real? Much of it is real, sir. I disengage the safety protocols. Not that even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. May enter. That was funny. That's good. That's good. <laughs> You'd think after 17 That's episodes good. we'd really have that nailed. No. So Well, I just need right? a little just something to remind me what the things are, is all. Because I, I just forget stuff all the time. Life is a learning process. But I, I guess, yeah. But yes. <laughs> cool. So, uh, yeah, we're doing um, doing Blood Oath. Uh, Dylan already kind of got into who wrote this, who got the story credits. Uh, the music was by our good old Denny Mack. Denny Mack. Denny Mack. Den- Man, Dennis, Dennis McCarthy. McCarthy. Just, yeah. He's currently... Know our nicknames yet. Yeah, he, he's currently holding a lot of top spots. Uh on our mm-hmm. list, including our man Bashir, our current number one, Trek to the Holodeck yeah. Holodeck episode, right. which was uh, coincidentally directed by the guy who directed this one, uh, Winrich Kolbe or Kolb. I don't know. 
That's a hell of a name. WK. Winrich. Kolb. Uh, we got a few guest star shout outs also. Um, Bill Blender as the albino. The he, albino. He's got to have a real name, right? This, this episode really set back albino representation, I think. And they're like, this guy is evil. And all we know about him is that there's no pigmentation in his skin. We're not well, even sure if he's clean right? on. <laughs> it's interesting, right? Because in Discovery, the mm-hmm. bad guy in the beginning was an albino Klingon. Yeah. I thought they were I thought they were connected, but I thought so too. I thought they oh, were is this a connection yeah. to Discover the Discovery connect to the albino? Nope, not at all. It, no. It's not related. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Somebody watched <laughs> this episode and was like, that's cool. Whoop. <laughs> 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 Uh, my favorite get the, the trifecta guest star shout out for me. This is just so fucking cool to me. Is is that Kor Kang and Koloth were all reprised reprising their roles? All these actors that's from awesome. the original series. That's really rad. That's uh, great. That's dope. That's amazing. Uh, so yeah, it's like John Kalikos, Michael Ansara, and William Campbell. And, uh, so they are really old versions of themselves. Yeah. God, that's so like there's so much fun. Yeah, they're they're great. And if you're curious, because we'll never cover these episodes, um, if you want to go back and watch the original series episodes where these characters originated, uh Kor was in Errand of Mercy, Kang was in Trouble with Tribbles, and Koloth was in mm-hmm. Day of the Dove. So check those out. And It should be noted that they're not, in those episodes, made up like Klingons that we're used to seeing now. Yeah. yeah. They're old school Klingon. Old school. What do you guys think about that? What do you guys think Um, about, like... About about the change in makeup? Yeah, I feel like, well, that and also, like, them bringing back these characters. Because, like, in the 90s, people... Yeah, I love it. But they didn't have streaming, right? Like, so you would only see these episodes in reruns or the first airing. Mm -hmm. How many people like this is when I first watched this episode, I did not realize that these actors were from the original series. Mm-hmm. That's like a deep, it feels like a deep Easter egg thing. But now that would be like yeah. the entire the marketing names? for the episode. They do. Yeah. At the okay. time, at the time too, that is like beginning to end Trek, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like the very first Trek to the very last Trek, like, that yeah, would be that's a cool, the case for anything that they did, even if they did it in T and G. But it just yeah. seems like it's a long, it's a big jump in time. Yeah, that's a cool thing that you bring up. Beyond is that like nowadays that would be heavily advertised because they peop- they know how much nostalgia just like wins, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm curious if this was advertised on air, like as like the three. Klingons are back. Like these are the guys from the original series, but I don't know. Um, I will say that Core is just like a delight. Oh, He's so much great. fun in this. Do you think? And they, all of his drunk laughter. They brought up these three these three uh, Klingons because they're like, oh, they're in the original series, and that's what prompted them to 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 get the actors back. Or do you think they just needed three Klingon? And somebody was like, what if we got these people? That sounds like based on what yeah. I read and that, you know, who knows if it's the truth, but like they originally wrote it as just like three Klingons and Sony was like, 
what if we were what if we did the guys from the original series and they're like i mean can we get them (laughs) and they were all alive they all happened to be alive hey guys i know i'm just like a a lowly writer's assistant but what if (laughs) he's just typing away and he's like what if uh oh shit guys sorry you were in the middle i'll i'll wait no 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 what is it no, what if it was the three what if it was the three guys from the original series? I'm sorry. I shouldn't be I'll just get I shouldn't be I'm sorry. Oh my god. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Hold on. Is this a tomato what? on my bagel sandwich? <laughs> hey guys. So I was thinking about it just now and I got this great idea. What if we brought back the original guys oh, from shit. the original series? That's such a good as, idea. Right? That's a great idea. You that's hey, you, man, that's such a you good idea. You shut the fuck up. Get me get my bagel <laughs> order right. That's not my that's specific <laughs> J- Jerry! Jerry, you messed his order up. Jerry, get in here. <laughs> Don't try to pawn that off on Jerry. Do not try no, to pawn that off on Jerry. His Who's job? Jerry? Nope. That's no, not no, my Jerry job. Here. That's You're his fired. job. You made up a You're Jerry. Fired. Get get your stuff and get out of here. You guys are hacks. You know that? You're fucking hacks. Fuck this place. I'm done. I don't want to be a writer anymore. It's bullshit. Shit. I was just trying... God, to be honest, I was trying to figure out a name for the antagonist of this episode, but I'm just stuck at... He has white skin. But He's an albino. Oh, fuck. That's great. He's an albino. You're still fired. Yeah, still fired. I know. Get the hell out I'm, of here. I can't stop giving you guys good shit, though, so I just need to leave. I'm going to put my headphones on and leave. <laughs> Now, uh, after a brief interlude, do you guys want to get into the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally <laughs> brief synopsis? <laughs> oh. oh man! Um, <clears throat> at the beginning of this, we get some delicious Odo Quark uh, budding heads. Um, Quark is trying to get core out of the fucking hollow suite, and Odo's just like. <sighs> do I have to? <sighs> they love each to? other. They, they love do. each other. They're in love. Yeah, they do. I love it so much. And I love how easily Odo gets him out of the hollow suite also. He gets him out and Kor comes out. Before that, uh actually Quark says Quark says, uh, but he said he'll kill he'll he said he'll kill kill us or whatever. And Odo's like he said, "I'll kill you." He said, "I'll kill you." <laughs> I was like, "That sounds great." Like, I'm gonna get this, this guy right. out of there. Yeah, <laughs> but he gets him out of there, and he says, "He like Core comes out and is like, the fuck's going on?'" And Odo's like, "The battle's over. The people are waiting for you to celebrate." And he's like, "Oh fuck yeah, yeah 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 yeah." He's like so drunk that he was just listening. Odo to sees anything. how drunk this guy is and is like, "Yeah, oh okay, that's all this, I have to do is just is tell him." Yeah. Whereas <laughs> Quark is just so angry and scared. He can't see past his nose, right? <laughs> He's just like so pissed off. Oh man. Which it's, I it's kind of weird because like are Hollow Suite rentals just like once you complete the game, or is it like a bowling alley? Like maybe is there specials at certain hours of the day? Like you <laughs> is it time or is it like, oh well it's Tuesday? So we bowl. try we run a special. So exactly what? like <laughs> You get unlimited <laughs> plays because <laughs> I feel like it yeah. would just be better to just leave him in there and let him fight for as long as he wants. Well, I think Forever? I think Quark says at one point. I think he says like 
his reservation was up like hours ago or yeah. something along those lines. So I think you yeah. definitely have to reserve it for a certain amount of time. I, I'm curious if it's like a bowling alley though. They offer you like you can pay per game or you can pay per hour. That's a little cheaper if you really want to like do a speed run of your favorite hollow novel, you know? Do you think? Yeah, it's- <laughs> probably not because paying per game makes more sense. True, but if you want to speed run your hollow novel, that's true. Or if you know you only have an hour and you're not gonna be able to get through it, and you want to pause it, come back to it later. True, true. You know that the dads, uh, like like O'Brien, they're the ones who are like, I I can only play in like thirty minute increments once a yeah. month. You know, whenever they come to their program, they turn it on and it's like, ah, oh, fuck. There's like an hour of updates for this hollow novel. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got to pick up Molly. Where was uh, I again? What was I doing? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, hold on. I was in the middle of a side mission where like I had to like go grocery shop. Yeah, no, I'm done. Uh, you know I what? I'll come this. back next yeah. week. I can't do this right <laughs> I just now. just can't do this. I think I'm going to start a different, a new hollow novel. I, I can't get back into this one. <laughs> Uh, oh my god so so odo throws core into the drunk tank yeah throws him in the the drunk drunk tank (laughs) the drunk tank um and then we see more people more klingons right um cling in i'm a little fuzzy on what happened in the beginning of this no no like like, uh offhandedly i think odo mentions like yeah i just threw a crazy ass klingon in a drunk tank and jazia's like is that my best friend from back in the day (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Are you talking about core? You talking about core? Good like, old core. Yeah, I love core. Core's awesome. <laughs> oh, this is this has become an iconic scene in Star Trek where Jazia, yeah, where Jazia meets core meets quote unquote core, and core is like Curzon, and she's like it's Jazia yeah. now. He's like. Jadzia, my old. He said, "Well, first he goes, he curs on my old friend." It's Jadzia now. Jadzia, my old friend. Like Core is like immediately accepts just her. Rolling with yeah. it, yeah. Core yeah. just rules. immediately accepts her, and so he's kind of yeah. like a, a trans ally icon now, which is really, yeah. Really and he fucking dope. he also says in that meeting when they all meet up finally to like get together to go do it. Uh, there's that one guy who's like, "You're not Curzon." I don't buy it or whatever. And he says something like, uh, brother, sister, what's the difference? We're all here now. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, it's not important. We're we're here, we're drinking. He's really the 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 light of the party, always. Yeah. And yeah. To to summarize very quickly, yeah, three two other Klingons, Kor and Jadzia, all formed a blood oath like thirty something years ago. Which is basically the Klingon. It's like I mean, it's it's a blood oath. It's you have to do whatever you do. Yeah, we found out. Yeah. yeah, we find out that the albino uh, was like going rogue and going around to a bunch of different Klingon like uh, outposts uh, and killing and ro- and looting and like doing all that stuff. And so the three of them and uh, Curzon uh, were tasked with stopping him. And they ended up stopping him. And the albino was like, basically, he's like, I'm going to kill all your guys' firstborn uh, children because you guys Psychopath. suck. Um, <laughs> and he ended up killing the three Klingons' firstborns, uh, including so they, Dax, because Dax's ne- uh, godson is yeah Dax, like right. uh, Car, uh, um, excuse me, Karg. 
a uh, Kang, excuse me, Kang names his godson, or his son, Dax. God, I, you know what? Right. Let's just, you know what? Let's not so do this podcast anymore. I can't say anything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's confusing. There's a lot of like hierarchical. Hi- oh, it's a guttural language, you know. <laughs> we find out. It, it, yeah, it's tonal. It's totally a tonal language. No, uh, it's tonal. It's, <laughs> we find out that uh, she, she is the god's godfather, now godmother, of one of uh, their sons who ends up getting killed by the albino. So they form a blood oath that they're going to kill the albino. And. There's now new intel to show where the albino is and that he will be unguarded for the most part and they'll have their shot. So yeah. like some like Bothan, like they, they're very sketchy on what the who the source is. They're like, yeah, you know, like one of our sources says that like we've been waiting 40 years or whatever to find the albino. And yeah, <laughs> they don't do you really. Think the, <laughs> do you think the albino has been living in fear for like, 40 years with his like armed goons like wherever he goes every like airbnb that he stays in he's got like totally. 20 armed goons that totally. are just like hanging <laughs> outside. but also like those guys have like a pretty chill job if you think about it it's like, so you're working security for the albino what's that like it's not bad actually it's like, there's like the sweet castle yeah. Um, it's designed by Frank Lloyd Wright. It's uh, yeah, seriously. I dude, I saw that and I was like, "That's a Frank Lloyd Wright house." I just watched a Frank Lloyd Wright documentary like a couple weeks ago, and I was like, "That's one of his houses. That's awesome." It's, yeah, Frank Lloyd Wright designed the albino's house. Uh, <laughs> they have to wear dumb it's visors. Right. That's that's the downside to being his security. Is they wear yeah. really dumb visors. <laughs> I'm one year away from getting my pension. Uh, I've been with him for like 38 years. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like it's really bright on that planet. And uh, also there's only seven stunt guys. And so you can't uh, have to make it so you can't see them. Yeah. The visors are kind of annoying. We can't see anything. Uh, but we've been trained in ambujitsu. So like it's totally cool. We had to take this ambujitsu class. It's all cool. This guy, the, yeah, the guy who did it was kind of weird, but it was good. He taught a good class, so now we know like how to use sticks and stuff. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it but what like if it was like, designed for kids? But <laughs> what if like three really fucking old Klingon dudes who just want to die <laughs> show up? <laughs> and well, that's our job. That's our job. That's what we do. <laughs> we protect from the four uh, Death Wish Klingon guys. Okay, but like. <laughs> Klingons that want to die. Uh, I just. <laughs> hey. Anyways, you know hopefully this doesn't happen. You're a new recruit. Don't worry about it. Like you'll get used to this. That's yeah. that's a very out there situation that probably will never happen. So don't worry about it. What? Yeah. I don't know. We're having the cucumber sandwiches in the lounge if you want to come. <laughs> cucumber sandwiches and some blood wine. <laughs> um, yeah. So we find all this out uh, that they're doing this this blood oath. Um, and then at some point we find out later on that, uh, it was, the, they get this information from the albino, that the albino is like, this is where I'm going to be. Let's have one last battle. Like. Awesome. Classic supervillain stuff. do this. Like. Yeah. Um. I also, f- so one of the themes that's kind of brought up throughout this whole thing is the fact that the Klingons have become like a less of like a, a war warish people 
Um, and it's kind of let these old ling put these old Klingons out in this kind of floaty space where they don't really know who they are anymore. Because like, I think at one point one of them says like, you know, my son doesn't, my son wants to, you know, I don't know, play soccer or something. He yeah. doesn't give a fuck about any of this stuff. Yeah. They're like, our um, grandchildren serve basically like they like uh cling on food in deep space like in fast food restaurants like this is embarrassing yeah. our culture is it's actually yeah. really good commentary i think on yeah how lo- I, as much as that was my mo- my favorite part about this I, I gotta be honest i've every Klingon episode that i've ever watched i've kind of snoozed on and i don't know why it just doesn't interest me really um out of all, so when all I, Klingon episodes, no matter what? No, I've just found that whenever it's like a specifically Worf doing Klingon stuff or like a Klingon episode like this, I end up falling asleep. And then I have to rewatch it because I'm just like not, I'm not in it yeah. for some reason. I will say that I agree with you. I think a lot of times when it's Worf's personal Klingon journey, it's hard for me to sympathize. I think that a lot of Worf's stories are... About being, um, you know, uh, like an orphan, basically, and trying to yeah. reclaim your culture. Like, you know, uh-huh. I think a very obvious thing would be like, you know, an adopted child of like who has like white parents who is, uh, you know, uh, yeah. a, a non-white person. You know, it's, I'm trying to reclaim this thing that I've been denied. Um, so I, I want, you know, as we're three white men. Yeah. Uh, so I wonder if that has an, an impact on well, how we relate to those no, stories. No? I wouldn't say necessarily that. It's mostly the Klingon lore stuff. that I'm, Oh, okay. Like, the the war stuff I'm kind of always into. The war stuff oh. I'm like with his personal journey, I'm always kind of like, yeah, this is like I like this dynamic, but whenever it comes to like the Klingon like like lore and the the honor, I'm always kind of I don't know, I just kind of am like, yeah, I don't. This is it's cool, but it just it, it's kind of deaf ears to me. I don't know. Uh, I like but how I did deep like space that aspect of him. You like that aspect in this episode? Yeah, I, th- I feel like that's something Deep Space Nine does really well. Is like yeah, make Klingon culture a little bit more dynamic than just we like to kill things. Honor, yeah. honor, honor. <laughs> like this is a big part yeah. of this episode, and Jadzia calls him out. She's like, you know, it's kind of lame that you just want to die, right? Like, and, <laughs> yeah. and it does kind of spotlight uh, an irony in the Klingon honor culture, in that like these three Klingons, you know, they all faced. They all at one point were opponents of Captain Kirk. And yeah. if Captain Kirk doesn't kill you, you know, like if you're a Klingon and you fa- if you go toe-to-toe with Captain Kirk and you don't get defeated, yeah. like you're probably just a really good Klingon. And ironically, yeah. that means that you're probably never going to die in a way that is considered honorable or glorious because you're just too legit to quit. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think there's a part of Klingon society. Like there's got to be a part of Klingon lore, right? unless I'm crazy, that you can die with honor without dying in battle, right? Because battle brings you honor. So, like, if you've been in enough battles, I don't yeah. know. I think I'm just trying to, like, take from Vikings because that's what it <laughs> kind of feels like, right? <laughs> well, isn't it Klingon like a feels- mixture of, like, Vikings and, like, the samurai? I think Aren't so. the Klingons based on the samurai? So, like, they kind of have this like strict honor code and like which is rad and i i love reading about samurai stuff um but i yeah i i do enjoy the old klingons who are like you know 
having like life crises because they don't understand young people. Uh, and speaking of crises, uh, during this, we find out that Jed Z is going through a crisis of her own. Um, yeah. We're on like the, main. the command center uh, of DS9 and, and Jed Z is talking with Akira and is like, hey, you killed people, right? <laughs> Before, when you were in the resistance. <laughs> Akira's like, uh, I mean... Yeah, I don't want to talk. What the fuck are you doing? I do think there's one of those conversations that passes the Bechdel test, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Presumably, she killed women, female Cardassians. Right. Well. Yeah. Um, I love, I love her reaction to this. Jedzy is like, "You killed people, right?" And she's like, "Dude, what the fuck? Like, why? Like, what? You, what are you doing? Like, why that's you none of your business. Right I mean, yes, of course." <laughs> Maybe let's go have a drink and talk about it, yeah. but, like, we're working. <laughs> and so she finally gets it out of Jadzia and is like, why do you Why do you want to know this? And we find out that Jadzia, uh, Curzon, took the blood oath, and Jadzia still feels like she needs to honor this blood oath. And yeah. we found out before in the episode, but then it's reiterated again with Kira, where it's like, well, the... Uh, the trill, you don't have to honor any of the past life agreements of of the of any other host. Um, yeah. And Jed Z is like, but I just I feel like I have to do this one. But I'm also yeah. on on the rocks about it because I don't and I can't I, have to I don't want to kill somebody. somebody. Yeah. I think at the core of this whole episode, that is the most uh in terms of like asking moral questions, which is what Star Trek is supposed to do. I think this episode kills it in that respect where like most of it is about whether she's going to do this fucking crazy thing. Cause she's not a Klingon. It's not her culture, but she was I have friends almost a Klingon. Uh, and her battling with like, do I like stay loyal to my friends and fucking like murder some people or do I not do that? And I, I don't know, be not yeah. cool. Um, but I love that Cisco is in on it, and Cisco's like, "You have you lost your goddamn mind? Like, are you gonna go murder somebody?" Classic Cisco dad situation, right? Yeah, where, yeah. where Cisco's just like, "You can't do this. Like, this is against the laws of Starfleet." And then Dax yeah. comes back with the like, "Yeah, but this isn't Starfleet matter. This is a Klingon matter, and Klingons have their own laws and like their own yeah. stuff." And this whole argument goes by, and then Jadzi is like, "I'm just, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna do it." And Cisco's like, "All right, you gotta do what you gotta do, but I don't know if I'm gonna be able to let you come back or not. So go do what you gotta yeah. do." And everybody knows because yeah. Jadzi, everybody knows in, in Deep Space Nine that Cisco, as a dad, is like, he's just gonna be real disappointed in you. But I'm not mad. At the end of I'm the day. <laughs> He's gonna let he's gonna let you come back. Like the amount yeah, of times that personal vendettas are <laughs> basically, I'll look the other way while you borrow the runabout. A Deep Space Nine. Yeah. It's like every other episode. Kira's like, "Hey, um, so this <laughs> skeleton in my closet reappeared, and I might have to do some fucked up shit." And Cisco's like, "Okay, just bring it back with a yes. full, you know, dilithium tank. crystal tank. Full tank. <laughs> just, just don't crash it, please." I gotta go to work was, on Monday. Just don't. Crash yeah. Oh, it was like it. I have to go talk to the founders, and Cisco's like, "You mean the 
the changelings the who Dimin- lead the Dominion. <laughs> it's like, yeah, trying to kill us. don't worry. Uh, don't worry. I'll be back. And Cisco's like, I don't like it when you hang out with those guys. But yeah, I can't fine. tell you what to do. You're 18 now. <laughs> <laughs> I do. One of the things that I was thinking about in terms of like the moral question of her killing somebody is I was trying to think of it like when she said like this is a Klingon matter. Um, I thought about it like it is a Klingon matter. And this albino is specifically like, come fight me. Like he's legitimately like, let's fight. And it's not like, and in their culture, that's what they do. So it maybe doesn't feel not necessarily justified, but it feels okay because they're not sneaking up on some dude like eating a bowl of soup and like slitting his throat and being like, yeah, yeah, we got revenge. And then like high fiving and leaving, you know, it's like much more of like a, a, a blood oath. Here, I, I hate to say it, but <laughs> here's my theory as to what was going on with the albino. For 30 plus years, he's hired this full complement of security and it they're like about to hit their pensions. It's crazy yeah. expensive. He's like, I if if I could get these Klingons to come in and thin out the herd a little bit, because he doesn't want to like yeah. fire these people, because then unemployment is crazy. But like, if, yeah. if maybe like it's like probably they can take down three Klingons and he'll still survive, and then it'll just be like five or six dudes left. Yeah, way no, more affordable. <laughs> I feel like he ran out of money, and he yeah. was like, "Let's just do this now because I'm not going to be able to afford these guys in yeah. like a month." It's like so this Frank Lloyd Wright property is not accruing value to thought of, the way I thought it was going to. <laughs> so we've we've seen this episode before in TNG for the most part um, with Worf, right? Like there's Does an he have episode. A blood oath? What? I don't think it's a. It might be a blood oath, but there's an episode where where Worf basically goes to Picard and's like, I gotta go fight this guy. Because this is like this is my well, it's, like it's if I remember my correctly because he killed his mate, right? Yeah, I think so. But it's also I think there's also one where he gets to go like uh it's his brother or something like that. But yeah, I think the one I'm thinking of is the mate. <laughs> and he's like, But this is this is Klingon law. Like this is what we do. Yeah. And Picard's like, but I, you can't do that and come back and be a part of Starfleet. And Worf's like, I'm doing it anyways, and he leaves. And at the end he comes back and Picard has that like, I'm disappointed in you look, but you can come back. Yeah. But this is your one chance. Like I'm yeah. giving you one more shot at this. I love how they like, how whenever Klingon shit happens like that, like Warp is like, hey, uh, Captain Picard, I have to go uh, fight this guy. I killed his mate. Like it's just fucked up. I love that Picard and, and Cisco, they're always like, God damn it. Ah, he's fucking this Klingon shit. I prefer that you didn't, but like, <laughs> it's like I can't say I out I loud stop you. that your culture is wrong it's about how to up. deal with this, but I don't agree which with is, it. Which is actually, I think, really great because it literally shows like the highest degree of tolerance yeah. that these captains have where they're like, I can't say that this is super fucked up, but I think it is, but I I can't, this is your shit, so I can't do anything about it. You know, like, I respect your culture as much as fucked up as it is, like, go fight that guy. And I think when <laughs> Worf did it, we're really on a tangent here, but when Worf did yeah, we'll it, get back. it was literally one of the people, I think it was Duras, 
who was like in line to become chancellor of Klingon. So yeah. like yeah. this was a huge Small political killing totally. as well. Yeah. <laughs> we could disrupt <laughs> yeah. the Klingon empire. I think it had something to do with like, his dad uh, too and his family and like he yeah. you know, he's got to he's got to do this be- so that his family isn't disgraced. Um Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> but in the end we jumped over the part with the holodeck. They go into the holodeck and do some stuff. We'll get to that. We'll get but to. yeah, they just, and then yeah. they do some fighting. <laughs> they do some some fighting. They go off. They find the albino. They do a uh, an infiltration thing. Uh, two of the Klingon die. Um, the the albino ends up dying. Uh, Core is the one that survives, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. And then Jadzia comes back to Deep Space Nine. Like that's the quick little rundown of yeah. what happens in this episode. One thing before we move on, how about that explosion? They blew the fuck out of that building. Oh, oh yeah. They, and I <laughs> to this day it's still smoldering in uh Pasadena or wherever the fuck it is. <laughs> I, do, I remember seeing that explosion and not remembering when they said because I remember them meeting and be and Jedzia being like, I'm a little younger than you guys. Let me do the acrobatic stuff. And then I don't remember them specifically saying, we're going to blow this place to fucking hell. And then we're going to go in. I don't remember that. So when it happened, I was like, what the? She what? blows up the power station. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. That's what it was. It's a huge generator <laughs> that gets exploded. Very cool. Yeah, I love like how initially like Kang and Kor and Koloth are all like, fuck, we're dying tomorrow. That's going to be dope. And Jadzia's like, what if we died... <laughs> But also one. <laughs> she's, yeah. She's like, what if we use a little bit of science and win? She's like, what if we didn't die? We just won. Like, and yeah. And they're like, but it's a, we already said it's a good day to die. And she's like, I know you guys already said that, but what if we just won and it wasn't a good day to die? Do you think Klingons wake up? They look. They check the weather app on their their transponder. Good day to die. It's like, oh, fuck. It's a good day to die. Today is a terrible day to die. Fuck. And they spend a whole day, like, inside, like, they're just being there's really one, careful. Like, there's one disgruntled teenager that looks at his phone or whatever thing, and it says, like, stock image, like, it's a good day to die, or whatever, with, like, a little, like, cat clinging off of, like, a ledge. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, stupid fucking culture. And, <laughs> like, leaves him. Leaves the guidance counselor's office and goes back to high yeah. school. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna make a little cat meme of like the cat falling, and it says it's a good day to die. <laughs> you have to give it the sweet like Klingon little... shoulder pads <laughs> and their elf shoes. The little Klingon Empire watermark. We'll get to this because this happens in the holodeck. Um, but I want to talk about their shoes. Let's get into it. It's a good Let's sting, do it. Right? So let's, let's go to the holodeck. Yeah, let's Hall check suite. out the yeah. Let's check out the uh, the har- the archives, and we'll get back and I'll talk about their shoes. Accessing Starfleet archives, Deep Space Nine, the Promenade. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. Hey guys, how's it going? Oh, hello, Tom. Hey. How are you? You look very dejected. Yeah. You're looking a little down. Yeah. You remember my Ambo Jitsu Academy that I set up? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I still have my certificate for passing. Yeah, yeah same. It's in my. Yeah. It's on my wall. I framed it. Yeah. Well, you guys know the whole uh, 
Dax situation that just happened with the the blood oath. Yeah. The yes, yes, I, yeah. I was yeah. I was there with her. Yeah. What? You what? were there with her? You were there with oh, her? Oh, yes. I, we can talk about that later. You're telling a story, Tom. No, it's okay. We can get back to my story in a second. You went to the blood oath? Well, yes. I I had a blood oath with Kor and... Oh, cool. Yeah. You had a blood oath as well? That sounds awesome, dude. Yeah. Congrats. Yes, with all you of You got them. Him. Oh, you well, it was... The oath. I mean, I lost three what? very, very close friends, but yes, I... Or you know, two. Well, hold on a second, Pert. You're just gonna believe him right away, like no questions asked. Yeah, he said he had a blood oath. I feel like if I would have said I had a blood oath with with them, you would have immediately questioned me, like it hadn't happened. Well, it's just I don't, it's not very likely that you had a blood oath with them. Tom. Yeah, I don't think. You know, it was very likely the fact that I was assimilated by the Borg, and you guys no, still don't believe me. See, you know, here's the thing. Tom, that's very far-fetched what you're saying, and what what Lopec's saying is, like, that's plausible, right? Like, that could happen. Being assimilated by the Borg, that's like, you know, one in a million chance that yeah. anyone gets to do and, that. And, and, no, and then being recovered from that on yeah. top of it all is it's just extremely unlikely, Tom. Yeah. So you were saying Anyways. about your Ambo Jitsu Academy. Yeah, so the albino uh, in, in the Blood Oath that apparently you took as well. Um, he uh, was the main way that I was making money with the Ambo Jitsu Academy. Oh. Parents kind of stopped sending their kids to it once they found out about the uh, the Klingon uh, death sticks. The pain sticks. Yeah. Uh, but pain the pain sticks. They, I guess it became death sticks when that one student They became used Klingon them. death sticks because one of yeah. the kids should not have been l- in there. Yeah. Oh. But anyways, long story short, no one was no one was sending their kid anymore, so uh, I got a, a communication over subspace, and the albino had seen one of my uh, flyers that I've been passing out on data pads, and he wanted to train, train all of his security guards. So I set them up uh, with like a government contract type thing where I was training them in Ambo. I told him that Ambo Jitsu wow. was definitely not a good Thing to train uh, guards in because it's more of an art form uh, and a mm-hmm. discipline than it is a martial art. Um, they were blind the whole time, hence why it was so easy yes. for you guys to complete your blood oath. I still don't understand how th- three of your friends died against these guys. But well, they were very old Klingons, part and and frankly, they they were sort of on a on a death wish mission. They were hoping to die in battle as Klingons. A death you know, wish. just like in the famous Klingon Especially, battle. Uh, yeah, those old Klingons, man. I That old battle? Uh, what's that guy? Who's that Klingon? The the kind of crazy drunk one? Kor. That's always laughing. Know. Yeah, yeah, Kor. He's still alive. He was in there, and uh, he came out to go to the bathroom and grab another drink, and I got a little peep into what was going on, and... Man, oh man, did that shit look awesome. So uh, I I dressed up and I tried to get in on it. And every time I tried to get in, he was right there. It's like he knew I was coming. And he kept just like yelling Klingon at me and then like putting his finger on my forehead and pushing me back. Yeah. Part, you were trying. But, you know it is illegal to barge into another person's holosuite. 
Yeah. Yeah, but I asked Quirk, and he was like, yeah, do it. He's been in there for hours. Yeah, Quirk um, pissed. Yeah, it's eventually why he locked the doors is because I kept trying to get in there. Were you trying to... So, Quirk... So, I, I do not understand. Have you tried to run that program yourself, or have you... Yeah, I tried to find it again, but I, I don't speak Klingon, so I don't really know what it is. I got some weird Klingon mating ritual programs. I, I just, I grabbed everything that had Klingon on it, and I've just been plugging them in, and nothing's really working. Or are you pronouncing it correctly? Yeah, I think so. I think it's, it's a, it's like a guttural, not a guttural, it's more of like a tonal language, right? So I think I was trying to, no. I thought I had it. Klingon's definitely not what? a tonal language. Like, if you said it, it's not. It would recognize it. Yeah. In fact, it's a very simple, a guttural, guttural, guttural language. Yeah, you were correct the first time. It's it's guttural language. Oh, but it's weird because every time I hear it, it sounds tonal. Maybe I don't understand what those words mean. Most likely, I, I find that to be the most likely case. Pert. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds uh, about right. I do have uh, a key card though to Core's program. He said he wouldn't need it anymore because he had already had the battle of his life, oh. you know, during our blood oath. So you can go you, ahead and have do you it. Do Oh, there's dude, no way you were part of this awesome. blood oath. I, Tom, I, I mean, he's got the key, man. Look, he just gave me. Tom, I, like, I, come on. I have to confess something, Tom. We would not have been able to succeed in this blood oath uh, revenge plot if it had not been for your academy. Not just because you provide the security, but because of the subspace communications. You know you're using so unencrypted uh, frequencies. So, uh, yeah. I was Encrypted <laughs> frequencies are way too difficult to actually use. You're telling me that I was technically a part of this blood oath and I helped, I helped complete a blood oath? In a way you did, at the cost of Oh, your, fuck, I'll take your it. Your business. Oh, I'll fucking take it. I mean, technically, I don't think... I mean, it was kind of an accident. I'm not sure if it really counts. Drinks are on but... me, guys. I just completed a blood oath, and I am stuck. <sighs> Unfortunately, right. I, I, I guess we will have to accept that you have been part of a blood oath. Congratulations, Tom. Hell yeah. Quark? Rounds on time. Not for everybody, okay? Just for you. Get well, yeah, just for us it. three. Just for us three. No, no, no. Nobody else. You guys want some grok? I'll get us some grok, too. Oh, I fucking hate grok. Yeah, grok's kind of gross. I mean, we can, ha if you want yeah, it, we can let's, do uh, it. We can do the grok. And some blood wine. Uh, give me two blood wines. <laughs> um, so... The holodeck stuff in this. I just want to say, I never noticed how elfy Klingon shoes are, but like in this scene that takes place <laughs> in the holodeck, their shoes stick out like a sore thumb. I'm like, how do you do any battle maneuvers with this extra fabric hanging off your toes? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, watch their whole getups, watching them run or do anything is very elf like. And, like, not coordinated at all. And I'm like, you're supposed to tell me you're the greatest warriors in all the galaxy? <laughs> Keep in mind, these, these are old Klingons. So their elf shoes are, like, it's true. They're, they're, the version, they're, like, their version of New Balance <laughs> shoes. 
<laughs> they're gonna come back into vogue like thirty years past when when they stop wearing when they die they're gonna come back and all the young people are gonna be wearing those weird shoes. The Klingon clothes do though they do give all Klingons like an A frame, like yeah, where their legs look tiny. Like that guy's just been lifting. <laughs> All weight, upper weight. He's not doing any squats or anything like that. He's Absolutely not working on the legs. Like, <laughs> man, you know, Discovery could. Uh, I don't want to be shitting on Discovery, but if you're gonna redesign Klingons, you don't have to change their makeup. Keep the makeup no. the same. Change, change the, the way that their combat works and yeah. uh, like what their body types are or like you know just make it more logical for what yeah. a warrior culture would be they would just be overall strong and lean and their combat it's would look ripped. not what it looks like in the in the holodeck uh, here yeah so this holodeck uh thing is um uh they come into the holodeck and is it core who, who no it's not core it's the other one it's koloff uh, koloff is is working on his batless uh <laughs> stuff <laughs> and uh, Jetsy is like, I'm I coming on this though. thing. And he's like, no, you're not. And he's like, no. She's like, yes, I, I'm coming with you guys on this blood oath. Um, and then the two other Klingons come in and she's like, look, I'm going to fight you for this. Like, this is happening. And so they, yeah. they end up having a fight. And yes, people love to love the Batleth and be like, it is such a great weapon. I'm like, well, it's I've weird. never seen I'm a Batleth used where it looks graceful, where it looks like a good weapon, because it always looks it's- dumb. <laughs> like, it's just like, mm. I agree. And, and it- I love watching them do their exercises because it looks like so stupid. It There should absolutely be, it looks like something that would be sold on cable TV at two in the morning. Like this new, you're like, you won't believe the impact that the Batleth will have on your body. <laughs> tip to tip, 34 centimeters. You know? It <laughs> and just this looks like- not very ergonomic, right? Like I get that. Well, I guess like it's in a good punching motion, right? Because when you're punching somebody, you're doing that. Well, so, so like, uh, it it looks great. Like honestly, it looks like it could be a very like like graceful and good weapon. Um, but it's the way people use it, yeah. But I just I don't know. It's so it, the choreography level, I, is that fault here. I it's use, clearly I yeah. When I'm building sets, I use uh, levels. And they have like the two handholds, and it's very Batleth-esque. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what if this was like a sword, but it had a blade, like right? Here? I was like, oh, it's a Batleth. Oh, <laughs> but Batleths are so like uncoordinated. Every time I see somebody use a Batleth, so they could they could be way more coordinated. I don't know why yeah, I was even saying that, but they could be way no, more no, coordinated. Yeah. You well, you can see too on the close-ups when the they hit. The batless hit that they kind of slip mm-hmm. because yeah. they're really yeah. they're thin, you know. Like it would make more sense if so they were long. rounded some more. And yeah, because yeah. like when they're thin, they just kind of they would just always slip, you know, and like go yeah, against your go forearms or something. Yeah, they're so long. Well, the handle. I needs do to like be how they look on the back. Not this way. It needs to be flat this way so that it doesn't slip out of your hand that that way. I'm, this is very like clear for everybody listening to this podcast. <laughs> We're getting like way detailed. <laughs> it's flat this way, not that way, right? Yeah, you understand. You guys are getting this, right? You're you're listening to this, yeah. Okay. 
I gotta be honest though, I do like the way that they look because I remember when I first saw a Batleth, the only like knife weapons in my head that I'd ever thought about were like a sword, knives, spears. So when you do see the Batleth for the first time, you're like, what the fuck? How do they fight? Like you look at it and you're, it's legitimately different. And I, it's cool that they made something that is really, you wouldn't think to make. And can which I, is what I enjoy. I know we it. don't want to shit on Discovery anymore, but Discovery took the Batleth and made it worse. Like, yeah, they could have they they made, made it cool. Way cooler. And they took it and they made it worse. Like, I know. <laughs> like, that was their chance to make the Batleth graceful and, like, really cool. But they just, they didn't. They made it worse. It looks like it's a infl- like um, like a bow, Ugh, a spider, de-stringed, yeah, de-strung. It's like bones or something too, right? It actually gives me the heebie-jeebies. It looks like some kind of some kind of gross bug. It's like bio future. Ugh. Anyway. Uh, Sigh. Well, I do <laughs> like that Lower Decks retained the Batleth design and yeah, they did. made it loud on the mix. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> do we want to rate this? Like, that's all that happens in the, in the holodeck. Yeah, like, they just fight. That's the only part. They fight. Um, yeah. Let's rate oh, well, this. Yeah. Do we count, by the way, the holodecks, the holosuite moment when Quark and Odo are Kicking core out, and you see, because we often say when you can see the inside a little bit. Can we? I don't remember if we see you the can't. inside. I don't think you I see. I think it. it cuts away, and then it cuts back, and he's outside of the hollow suite. I don't think we <sighs> see the inside. Damn it! I really want to do yeah, that. So I, I hope there's an episode where we see it on the we inside. Can, and we, we can rate this. Ugh. Um, for that like one line, if we want, I just don't remember seeing the inside of the holodeck for that or hollow suite. Um, well, are we saying that vision is a more valuable, valid sense right. than sound? Okay. Yes. This okay. is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'll also add that like our, like in our podcast, when we go into the archives in this episode, when they open the hollow suite door, it makes the original series sound. Did you guys notice that? Yeah. That's awesome. That was really cute. Was little- oh, wait, we do see it. We do? Yeah, he pulls it open with a bottle of something. Like, he, he doesn't even open it. He just goes, and, like, <laughs> and we see, like, rocks. Pulls it right? open. No, no, we see, like, the the hollow sweet grid. You know, shitty, cool. weird things. Well, yeah. I, then we're going to rate that part. Just him opening it up. Yep. Well, he right? says dialogue. He has what good he dialogue. Say? I don't know. <laughs> He's screaming, he's screaming. He is screaming. He's screaming. And then he says some Klingon gibberish. All right, cool. That's it. We'll rate it. We have to. Okay, part of our here rules. we go. As per our rules. Dialogue. Uh, I like... It exists. It, there's dialogue in there. Uh, yeah. I like the screaming that, that Koloff does because it's just a great intro to his character. <laughs> it is a great intro to his character. He's a big old It's a great drug. intro to his it character. Is. It really is. Yeah. yeah it is. It's yeah. so unnecessary to open up a door that way. Uh, yeah. I also like it's when Koloff is like, I'm practicing here. Leave when you, He's just a fucking lame loser. Real dick. Old man yeah. dick. And, yeah. and, uh, and I love Jadzia having very specific bat left measurements. And she's like tip to tip. And for some reason, that was just the way that Terry Farrell Weird. delivers tip to tip, I think was really 
<laughs> really funny. It's true. That 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 line was great. There's not much of it though. I'm gonna give it a two. Yeah, that was kind of what I was thinking of two. I'm gonna give it a one and a half. Oh, okay. Because it's there. No, nothing really incredible for me. Uh, zero for romance for me. Bromance five, but romance <laughs> zero. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it, it doesn't exist in this one. Yeah, there's there's there. no romance. Sorry, maybe the love of battle <laughs> in that first shot. That's an <laughs> argument. <laughs> How about uh, action? Yeah. That's pretty this much all it. action. It's all, it's all action. I'm going to give it a, a five, actually. There's choreography. It's bad Star Trek choreography, but it, there's a full-on fight. There is a fight. Yeah. It's it's a four for me. <clears throat> I agree. I'm going to go with a four as well. Emmy's oh, cool. saying to us about dialogue, uh, and you're getting into the podcast now, Emmy, but... <laughs> She's saying, <laughs> she's saying, uh, how how are we giving it such a low dialogue score? Because the whole conversation in there is about how worthy she is as a warrior. I mean, it's a good I point. Yes, it's a good point. Yeah, but that is a it's good still point. not amazing dialogue. It's not like they go into prose yeah. or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, like it's cool character building, but it's not necessarily done in a way that's memorable. Right? But it is a good point. I mean, I yeah. gave it a two. I'm still giving it a two. You're not changing my mind on this one. But thank you for your input. Yeah, thanks for the input. I'm going to bump it up to a two. I did 1.5, right? Okay, yeah, we're giving did. it a two. Yep. Okay. Right. Two's across the board. Nice. Stakes. Mm. I mean, Pretty if Jadzia doesn't perform well, she's not going to be allowed to go on this blood oath. It's true. I guess that's true. Yeah. And did uh, they turn off the? Did they on. turn off the the safety settings? No, I don't remember ever hearing safeties so. are off. So he's just but, practicing in there. But Koloth he's says like, "What if I kill you?" Doesn't he? Doesn't he say like, "What does if he? I slip and I kill you?" That's true. He does say that. I feel like that's just chatter. I feel like that's just like Klingon chatter. I don't know. I mean, stakes for me are they're not high. Like I think Jetsy is going. Regardless of the situation, she's made up her mind. Yeah. Like, I'm giving it a three. With the idea that the that the safeties are off, maybe I'm gonna give it a two. I'm gonna go with the two as well. I think. Uh, how, how about that suspense? There's not really any for me. There's really no suspense in this. I guess. Yeah. No. No, it's got nothing. Like this what? Big old what's, goose egg. Uh, Maybe like in the beginning, like what's he gonna look like when the door opens? <laughs> but <laughs> is he gonna kill You're Quark? Is, is he, he gonna, gonna kill, kill Quark? Quark? Is he gonna That's kill Quark? That's a good question. That is some suspense. Big Point suspense five. there. Um, I'm gonna go with a zero. Because is he gonna kill Quark? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm also giving it a zero, but I think actually the, is he gonna I, kill Quark? I'm gonna well. I'm gonna throw this one out there. If we're going with, is Jedzia going to be able to go on the blood oath? Are they going to see her as worthy after this battle? And there's suspense there, right? Like, what the... It's true. Yeah. I'll give it a one. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to bump it up to a one, but that's about it. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with zero because I don't, I don't really see that as like suspense. I see that more as like a, 
stakes for her. Okay. Personally. Finally, our camp category. I I like that they had the set. Like the set was, I'm always excited to see how they dress these sets and the choreography. The the choreography for the fight is pretty campy. Yeah. Because it's so bad. That's true. Yeah. They're just standing there. Her line of of like 34 centimeters tip to tip, like her describing this batlith. That's pretty campy. Yeah. 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 And they all take it, they take it so seriously too, which kind of adds. Adds another level to it all. Um, yeah. 1.5. Ooh, that's that's way low for what you just described. Uh, I know, right? 1.5, yeah. Um, I was going to give it a three, which okay. I'm going to. I'll go, to, I'll, I'll go gonna, with a two because that was what I was originally thinking and then I lowballed it. Um, sure. I'm going to go with a two because looking at some images from the set pieces, it actually looks pretty fucking cool. Yeah. And not as campy as I remembered it. All right. Well, well computer, we have a score. Yeah. Computer? Calculating. 1.94. Yeah. That sounds about right. That seems, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. That's a 1.94-ass so. holodeck episode. <laughs> I will say that I know that Certified. this was a snoozer for Dylan, I believe, right? On a second watch... I was definitely more interested in the themes and like the the moral questions. So it's not a holodeck uh, certified. First it's not a ho- track to the holodeck certified snoozer. Certified snoozer? Uh, no, I wouldn't say it's a certified snoozer. I'd say it, it's a quality track episode, uh, just not my cup of tea. All right. I liked it, and I would recommend it. Um, it really works for me. Uh, well, that's the thing. And would yeah. would you recommend it based purely on the holodeck content? Because I think it's a great no. episode. I just, yeah. when it comes to holodeck content, I don't think I'd recommend yeah. this. That's a no for no. me, dog. <laughs> Ooh, man. Did you just get some uh, some American Idol action? Randy. Is that Randy from American Idol? It's a no for me, dog. Is that Randy? Yeah. Is that his name? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a deep cut, Jan. Damn, <laughs> you just threw me back lots of years. <laughs> I've never seen an episode of American Idol, but I've seen that meme. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there dog. you go. Um, no, for me, dog. <laughs> but it is a good episode. Like the episode as a whole, I think is a great episode for sure. So, yeah, I'd agree. Watch the. I'd recommend the episode to somebody. I wouldn't recommend it purely based off of holodeck content. Uh, cool. Well, hey, thanks for listening, everybody. What are we doing next? I don't know. Do are we do doing movie? Are we doing the movie? Let's yeah. do the movie. Fuck yeah! First contact. Fuck yeah! Star Trek first contact. And oh, I think we're gonna have a guest. Are we gonna have a guest? Have we figured that out yet? We'll we'll figure it out. Is it gonna be yes? May or we'll may- have a guest, regardless of a guest. We'll have a guest. We'll have somebody on. Let's do first contact. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pumped. I fucking love first contact. It's such. A good I've movie. never yeah, watched. I've never it. seen it. So never I'm seen it. Yeah, me neither. What you've never seen first contact? No, I haven't. Oh my I've never God. seen any Tom's of the Star Trek movies, like original, <laughs> like non J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies. Oh my gosh! I am fucking thrilled. Yeah, <laughs> this is okay. I'm really pumped now. Okay, Ooh, I'm so excited. Cool. I'm so excited. So first contact. Uh, yeah, is next next week. Yes. Uh, let's um let's not forget to uh, subscribe to this podcast so that it comes into your inbox every Wednesday. Yep. Uh, if you yeah. if you want to 
please rate us, leave a comment. That would be great. You could also, yeah. if you feel so inclined to get ahead of the curve before listening to this, you could come watch us record our podcasts on Twitch. Uh, we're at twitch.tv backslash Trek to the Holodeck. Or you can just search Trek to the Holodeck on Twitch. Um, yeah. We are streaming our recordings. Uh, on that law, Along those lines, if you want to come chat about Star Trek with us, come join our Discord. Um, you can find that in our Instagram uh, link. We have an Instagram and we have a Twitter. That is all of our social media. We got all the Twitters. We We're we got all, all of Twitter. them. Yeah. Uh, the com- the computer voice you've heard is uh, provided by Verona Blue. Yeah, and the, the song at the beginning of this, the intro music, uh, is uh, Body Line, uh, used with permission from the Midwest Collective. Go check it out. It's on Bandcamp. It's very dope. Yeah. We're a fan podcast. Uh, we do this because we love Star Trek. Uh, we are not doing this to infringe on any rights of any Star Trek rights holders, including CBS and Viacom. So, yeah. Guys, I didn't tell you, but I got a writer's gig on Star Trek. So now we're I'm no uh, longer we're no it's no longer a fan podcast. Jesus. I don't know what to do. <laughs> oh no. We're gonna have to quit. Viacom's gonna shut us down. I don't know what to do. Did you really get a writer's gig on CBS? No, absolutely not. No. It's like that bearing the fucking lead right there. No. Did you guys absolutely this is not. this is the worst time to talk about this, so I'm going to talk about it now. Did you see that CBS yeah. All Access is getting rebranded as Paramount Plus? <laughs> No, I didn't, yes. and that is amazing. It's like yes. They're like, oh god, our name is kind of lame, right? It's like, yeah. Let's. What's another lame let's, name that we could be called? <laughs> let's jump on the plus bandwagon, which <sighs> blows my mind. Honestly, I'd keep it with CBS All Access. I would too. Me too. Because at this point, Paramount Plus. Stop with the plus. Let's take, Just stop. Let's it. take a movie studio that not as many people know about these days. Um, and rebrand from CBS, a channel that everyone knows, to Paramount Plus, so that we can have movies on it's, it, and it won't feel weird. I'm guessing that's why they did it. Who'd, Viacom <sighs> has to own a property that is more recognizable than Paramount. by Blockbuster. Like, Paramount, yes, buy the Blockbuster Viacom, brand I think and make that Viacom your streaming might service. Own Blockbuster brand. I think they might own it. Blockbuster's owned by Dish. Okay, so whoever owns Dish owns the Blockbuster brand. Viacom, I think, owns MTV. You could just call it MTV, and I think that would actually be a lot cooler. That's probably better. <laughs> God. <laughs> Anyways, those are all free ideas, Viacom CBS. Take them. Yeah. <laughs> Please. The lowly intern, uh, s- s- you know, scalping the internet for... Uh, um, ideas. Jerry. For Yeah, ideas. Jerry, yeah. Oh. Anyways, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you watched on Twitch, subscribe. We'll see you next week. End transmission. You've spent virtually every free hour in the Hollow Suite. And for a while, I almost forgot it was a hologram. That means the holodeck safeties are off. Computer. Execute complete shutdown of the holodeck. All holo simulations have been terminated.